Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Centurion Leadership Battalion podcast, your source of accountability, inspiration, and motivation to become your best and reach your fullest potential every day. Our motto, it's simple, to use our determination to crush our everyday leadership tasks so that we dominate in our delivery of services and products to our clients and achieve victory and personal growth, profitability, and creating environments for those around us to prosper. Let's get this show started. Welcome back to the Centurion Leadership Battalion. I am your host, Elena, back again with Justin Bizarro. We are so excited to cover another Q&A topic with you today. So welcome back, Justin. Hey, Elena. How are you? How are you doing today? Doing well. I'm excited for our topic. I think it's going to be very helpful for new leaders and leaders who have been in leadership roles for a bit longer. I think it's going to really speak to everyone. I think so as well. And I'm really excited. I see the numbers are climbing. Um, again, follow Elena on Instagram, Elena.Hamade on Instagram and Facebook and Justin Bizarro, uh, no dot on uh, Facebook and Instagram as well. Um, but really go for the Centurion Leadership Battalion. I know we do it for free, but here's, you know, here's the real dues for paying attention and getting premium content for free guys and us giving away all this knowledge and 23 years worth of year leadership experience is the dues are you got to share it, you got to subscribe and you got to write a review like that's if you're listening on on this and you're getting content you're getting value it seems that um you know you should pay some dues in return obviously we're doing this for free so it's not about money but it's about encouraging other people to gain out of it what you two are gaining out of it so if you're gaining something out of it share it subscribe it give a view talk about it and allow other people to benefit from it as well because that's the whole point right so if you're listening in yes we're doing it for free not charging anything other than um spread the love so other people can benefit from it as well because that's really why we're doing this so question of the day elena so our question for today is, as a leader, how can you help your team to stay motivated? We're moving into the end of the year. A lot of people start getting busy with the holiday season and other commitments and just kind of overworking during that time. What can you do as a leader to really promote motivation in your teams? So let me just, just to repeat the question, the question is, is um, how do you uh, promote leadership and motivate um, people to lead during time, harder times, such as the holidays? I believe that that's sort of the question. Is that correct? That's correct. Uh, um, it's going to be the reverse philosophy. Uh, honestly, I think it goes against what we've been taught in school or in business school and stuff like that. I think there's a lot of ways to look at it. And I think there's other ways to look at it. We've seen some of the Google models and stuff like that, where they almost give complete um, liberal and uh, libertarian, I guess, for lack of a better term, or lack of freedom, or lack of structure, more freedom-based um, things during the holidays so people can work from home. I've seen those work. Um, obviously, I don't, for me, um, and from my experience, we're a manufacturing of food. So I can't just all of a sudden say, everyone go work from home. Um, next thing you know, 
you know, 92% of the company is not manufacturing food. So I think it depends on the industry. I think it depends on how you do it. And that's really important is honestly, as a leader, reflecting enough to know what your industry is like, what your employees' work lives are like, where their economic status, do they need more hours during the holidays to help put food on the table, help support their family, help buy extra Christmas presents, Hanukkah presents, whatever it is, um, so on and so forth, um, birthday presents, so, so on, because um, I think those are all things that add pressure during the holidays. So I think by our normal context of thinking and a lot of what, what was thrown at us in business school or in schooling and stuff like that is, you know, you have to care for the person and you have to give them time and space to do what they need. But the reality is during the holidays, it's the opposite, okay? And during the holidays, more than anything, people need more structure than anything. It's not that they need less, right? And it's not that you need to get people to lead less or to take time off. They're already going to do that during the holidays. They're already going to have that time. It's being able to provide that time when you're a leader, to me, is that's when everyone starts to let their foot off the gas by nature, because for whatever reason, that's the pattern we've taught in school and whatever, get on break, woohoo, nothing to do, no homework. And so, but that's not the real world, right? But for a leader, for an entrepreneur, in my case, I know that during the holidays, those days are going to be my worst days, not because I'm not enjoying it with my family, but because number one, there's employees working those days where most of the world's not working, Okay. The other part is those are the hardest days because those are, in our case, specific menus, they're specific diets, uh, the hospitals are the least amount of staff, so on and so forth. So, um, you know, how do you lead for it? Um, you lead like every day's Christmas in that case with your employees. Honestly, like we have hardships. So I take Christmas being the hard times. And we make it more enjoyable, like during the summer, that's when we throw our anniversary parties. That's when we um, put a little more effort into the, the birthday parties for the employees and so on and so forth. And hey, I was born in December. Let me tell you, throwing a birthday in the middle of Thanksgiving and Christmas is not pretty for anyone and it's hard on the kid. So it's the same in the business. We just have to figure out how to do it differently. So how do you lead? I think one is be prepared to add add additional structure, support, and financial support for your employees during those times. I think that's the time that bonuses need to be given. If your fiscal year ends in December 31st anyway, you can do that to help with your taxes. So it makes sense. Not that's the reason to do it. It's just a benefit of doing the right thing. Um, I think things like that. Um, I find giving overtime to employees who want it want to work extra or um, the employees that work during the, the holiday times, they get more, they like the summer more, you know, you just have to find um, the employees and what, what do they like? There's some families that don't like to travel during Christmas and they're happy to work through the holidays and just spend Christmas and whatever, because they're saving up to go on this big, long three week European vacation, for example. So I think it's really, you know, this is where, when people say it's not personal, being a leader is always personal. That whole thing where it's business, it's not personal, it's no such thing because if you're a leader, it's always personal. It's always growing someone. That doesn't mean I need to 
take it personally against me, but it is personal. And so I think that's getting to know everyone. How does the holidays affect people personally? How does it affect you personally? What is your strengths during the holidays? What's your weaknesses in your family and, or, or in your business? I think being aware of all of that for yourself first helps you be more aware of what it might like be like for someone else. So, um, I don't know, Elena, what are your thoughts, um, on that? And sort of, I mean, we've talked about this before in a different way, but it's sort of a hardship during a time that's supposed to be celebrated, I guess. I think relating this back to the holidays specifically, I think you made a lot of sense with the first point of people need to to work and people should have that motivation internally to have that drive and that desire for the reasons of providing for their family, providing gifts for their kids or traveling, whatever it may be. So I think uh, a way that you can help your employees stay motivated, which most companies and brands and businesses would want to do all year long is, you know, paying your workers what they deserve, giving them that sense of my, either my hours or maybe their salary employees, whatever it may be, is worth the work that I am asked to do or my responsibilities. And especially around the holidays, a lot of companies and brands do different incentives or, you know, holiday parties or time off or whatever it might be. Um, just to make the employees and team members feel as if they're being compensated for what they're doing and what they're expected to do, especially in a busy season. I think that you can also motivate all year round, not just at the holidays, with a pleasant work environment for your team. Um, just by creating environments where people feel included, they feel important, they feel they can thrive in their role. I think that's a, a way that you can also increase motivation. And then offering opportunities for your team members, whether that is through self-development with something like Centurion Leadership or other opportunities to, you know, earn incentives or collaborate within teams. All of these different things um, help the employees feel more a part of what's going on at the company and will increase motivation no matter what is going on on the calendar. I agree. Um, I agree 100%. Uh, Elaine, I think it's important that you do have holiday functions. I know everyone's sensitive but religiously about whatever you want to call it, but it's important to do those things during the holidays and figure out how to make it inclusive. Um, it's important that it's celebratory, and, and I really think that you tie to some performance-based, hey, we had a good year, or hey, I know things have been hard, but you know, whatever it is, I think you start really tying the motivation to or things you're doing to those motivational and rewarding uh, things because it's important. People want to feel good about themselves. They want to feel rewarded and heard and seen in their position. And, you know, just throwing a party doesn't do that. It's actually acknowledging that the party is because of their successes. So I want to make sure that there's the distinction there because I've done it obviously both ways and one is much more rewarding and much more long-term in the motivation and the inspiration on the employees. It's making sure that you directly tie that Pavlov's bell to the food ringing type thing. Like we're humans, we form habits, we reward ourselves. I do it to myself. I Pavlov bell myself all the time. It's how I form habits, good ones. Um, it's also how I form bad ones. And, um, but that being said is during the holidays, it's how do you create 
a structure not to force people to have habits or demand it upon them, but so there's more of a structured environment for them to succeed in or to them to gain better habits during the holidays. And I'll be honest, in our case, we have employees that they want to work during the holidays. Their home situation, they're trying to get out of it. You know, a lot of people that work in food service partners, they're trying to, you know, get up and step up, you know, their situation. A lot of people come here. A lot of people stay for a long time. A lot of people use it as a stepping stone to better their life because we're a blue collar company and we believe in training and leadership and everything we're talking about on this podcast. So if that's the case, you know, I've got to be very aware of my audience and where my managers are and where my supervisors are versus where the porters are and the sanitation uh, crew is. And I've been done all of it, you know, so I know what all of it is. I've been in the kitchens during the holidays, so I understand that. I've been in the trucks to deliver during the holidays. So I've had to put myself in those situations to understand what those employees have gone through over the last 23 years. But that experience has given me the confidence to handle the situation and be a leader to understand each one. Like, I'm not just saying I can relate to them, right? That's bullshit if I said that. And I wasn't, the actions weren't behind it. I'm doing it because I actually went out there and learned my business as we were growing and all the pieces. And in doing that, I'm a better leader and a better motivator to them during the holidays or I can understand their circumstances. And it is a chessboard. You know, we always, we've said it before, I think on this podcast, maybe on the Justin Food Entrepreneurs, but it's chess, not checkers, right? So strategically, I have to react to things, but I have a lot of pieces on the table. And I try not to look at them as much as individual employees, their team members, they're all part of these greater teams that have team leads, and everyone moves together. And they sort of orchestrate a lot on those things down on those levels on how they lead within their teams. And we all stick to the same core values and core principles. And then obviously have our regulations and food. So, you know, how, what's the best way to lead? Um, Make sure you're training your leaders year round. You're making them uncomfortable year round because if the holidays are uncomfortable, like they are for food service partners, when we have menus and special diets and, you know, special meals and all that that happened during the holidays, you've got to make sure you put them in uncomfortable situations, even though you're like, oh, it's easy. I don't want to risk losing some money here. Well, maybe you got to be willing to lose a few cents here and there per pound or whatever to go through something hard just to shake things up a little bit to make sure you're prepared for the hard time. I know it sounds counterproductive and I know everything in life is about making things easier and being in a relationship is supposed to be about making things easier for each other. It's not really, I I think it's not really true. I think being an entrepreneur and being a leader is to provide solutions, but those solutions do not come from looking for the easiest path. It may come from looking to make something easier, but it is not always, I would actually say in my experience, 100% of the time, not from taking the easy path. I've never gained anything. And anytime I've taken the easy path, I usually lose way more than I've gained. So I would say you're investing all year round and you're building camaraderie. I would say holiday parties. I would say gatherings. I would say, I hate to use secret Santas, but that's a good thing. Anything you can do that keeps the business moving, but you lighten things a little bit in the culture, as Elena mentioned, um, I think is important. 
So, you know, games, whatever, more lunches, bringing cookies every day, do the 12 days of Christmas, I don't know. But at the same time, you're also providing a little more structure in the meantime and a little more controls in your operation than you would normally have because it is a bumpy holiday season. People get sick, people get in accidents, people are high stress. In-laws are coming into town and we'll talk about all about this, I'm sure during multiple episodes, especially in leading in our home. But um, I think your point, Elena, was spot on. I think it's about creating that culture and changing the focus more positively as well. Um, Absolutely. And in terms of motivation, and you talked a lot about not taking, you know, the easy road all the time. How would you describe that in terms of motivation and being a leader, managing a team or, you know, inspiring just an audience on social media? Can you tell us about a way that you have chosen to take the more difficult road in terms of motivation? I mean, I don't think if you probably ask most people, I've never taken the easy path. And like by nature, I don't know why. I just don't do things that way. I just part of who I am. Maybe it's just in, inside of me as being an entrepreneur or trouble accepting things as they are, um, including school and stuff like that. I've always challenged everything. Again, I just don't, I don't think there's been anything that I felt has been rewarding without taking the harder path. If it's too easy, it's easily forgotten is just a saying I've always had. I mean, I'm scared to death of going backwards. Um, that's the other part. And I'm scared to death of being too comfortable. And I'm scared to death of stopping um, or sitting still too long um, for I've been through it and I know what it's like. And, you know, you get comfortable or you get whatever in anything in life and relationships um, as a leader uh, in your business, uh, within your families, it doesn't end up well for anyone. Um, because as a human, we are always growing, even though it looks like we're getting older and deteriorating. Um, the actuality is, is we're growing always, um, in terms of our understanding, our ability to relate to people, um, you know, our knowledge, our wisdom, whatever, um, by nature is always improving, whether we accept it or not. It's about, um, going through the hardship though, of, you know, let's look at the podcast as an example. Um, it's obviously easy, not, not easy to get up here and talk about yourself or admit things like I did in core value number 12 or do whatever. But I know that I have to put myself in an uneasy situation if I'm going to continue to grow. And I'm at a point where I'm comfortable with who I am and what I've done in my career, um, the successes I've had, the failures I've had that, I'm not really worried too much what other people think anymore. Um, other than that, and I want to be careful in how I say that. Um, I've been, I've put myself in situations for so long and had so many people disagree or say I was wrong or do whatever. And I'm not saying I don't listen to people. I'm just saying I put it through a filter. But in order to do that, I've had to be extremely uncomfortable with criticism, extremely uncomfortable with people's opinions of me, extremely uncomfortable with people thinking I'm too emotional, especially. Uh, I am Italian, but I am pretty 
emotional and it is personal for me always. I want to win no matter what. Um, and so putting myself in uncomfortable situations, you know, how do you leave during the holidays? How do you do this? It's meant I've had to let go of friendships to prioritize my family, or I've had to let go of relationships that weren't um, growing me in the way that I need to grow um, in my business. And so um, I'm obviously divorced. Um, so that's one of them. And so that is an uncomfortable thing. And I won't dive into too many details, but it was one of the most uncomfortable things I've ever had to go through. You know, and the opinions, and I'm sure people know this, um, of people um, when you go through are just ruthless and your friends and everything. And it really changes things. But it was something I knew I had to do to grow because my existence and where I was, no matter how much money there was or how many businesses, I could not grow anymore where I was. Um, and in my relationship, and it's no one's fault. It's just the way it was for me. It was my choice um, that I needed to make a hard decision and be really freaking uncomfortable, you know, and have to make choices to give up a lot and start all over and, you know, basically choose to hold on to my stock and, um, and go broke basically um, and rebuild. And so that's what I chose. And I was in my thirties and I had been a successful business person and I chose to go a really uncomfortable path. And I chose to do it in a way where I needed to be free of what was and restart. And the way I did that was with food service partners and basically hitting the reset button on everything else other than my dog Brutus and a suitcase full of clothes you know, so uncomfortable. Um, sometimes we don't have a choice. Um, so it's better to get used to it. I sports is one play sporting events, take your team bowling, um, make it uncomfortable yet competitive. Um, you know, I'm not saying go run out and get a divorce, but I am saying that it's better to be uncomfortable now for me um, and grow than have been a lifetime of being uncomfortable and unhappy eventually because I wasn't growing. And you can see how much excellence and growth means to me as a human. That's why I'm doing this podcast. So, um, uncomfortable, you know, what I was taught in school and what I was taught in by a lot of professors is, Oh, easy path. And about, you know, this is what you're supposed to do. And why would you want to try to be an astronaut or a president or an entrepreneur? That's so tough. And most people fail, you know, and that's really uncomfortable. Like the most uncomfortable feeling in life is dealing with negativity, I, you know, and abuse is a form of negativity. But overall, I would say the hardest part abuse, whether we see it or not, is sort of abuse but there's this underlying thing between trying to succeed where the people you love the most and you know that they love you the most genuinely don't believe in what you're doing or have doubts because of their own fears and that's the most uncomfortable place any human can be and when you're one person and everyone thinks everything's good on the outside and why are you doing what you're doing um because you only get one shot in this world to make a difference and you believe that, you know, that what happened to you shouldn't happen to anyone else. 
Um, it means that you're going to have to continue to be uncomfortable. And here's the other thing. Like, I don't know anyone that I'm close to, like truly close to. And that's like very few people, just so we know, like my high level friends, and I'll call them a high level friends. That means they've been through obvious hardship and they're entrepreneurs and they've made a lot of money and they've had a lot of hardship and they've made mistakes and, and had to make choices. But ultimately, they believe in the same type of leadership and legacy and family type of dynamics that I believe in, because I don't know how else you get to where you are, or how else you have the fight inside of you in life, unless you've gone through hardship. I just don't know. And I'm not saying go freaking burn your life to the ground, guys. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is if you're going to be an entrepreneur or you're going to be a leader, it's time to just step up, sorry, and put yourself out there and fail. Like really the failure is the hardest part and people are going to call you a failure. Believe me. And I will be 100% honest. I still think even some of my successes, people are still calling failures to this day. But to me, it's never been about failing. It's been about learning. And I was lucky to learn it earlier on, early on that my failures were actually things to be successes. It took me a mentor in my late 20s, early 30s to really start driving these in on a personal level. But hey, uncomfortable is asking questions. Uncomfortable is if you're an alcoholic, it's going to an AA meeting. Uncomfortable is um, if you're dealing with rage or anger issues, it's talking to a therapist. It's... Um, it's if your relationship is struggling, it's having the balls, sorry, because it's usually men, having the balls to go talk to someone. You know, in my experience, just go talk to someone. What does it matter? What a shrink, shrink your head, whatever. I guarantee you you're better off. The more you know about yourself and your patterns in your life and your own hardships and the more uncomfortable you get by going through it, the stronger you're going to come out the other side. And so that's the uncomfortable I'm talking about. You don't have to go get a divorce or you don't have to go do these things or, or, Hey, being an athlete, pushing yourself every day, trying to push yourself harder, um, sticking to a routine every day, like Andy Frisella's 75 heart. That's pretty uncomfortable mentally. And so there's ways to do it that are more structured than the worst I'm saying. I use the worst I'm saying because I just don't know how else to do it. And I don't know where hardship has ever taught me less than education where I uh, like the school of hard knocks 100% education 100% builds the foundation of the ideas and the philosophies and the ability for your mind to sort of construct things creatively and come up with concepts but the hard knocks and the street smarts are what make you successful and so you know, you've got to find somewhere in between. And reading, guys, I've got to tell you, I read all the time. I love it. I freaking, it is an uncomfortable thing to me because I, I, I am terrible with vocabulary. I, like, I have a great memory once I learn the word, but it is a frustrating thing for me. Like, for some reason, I just didn't spend enough time with it as a kid. So I have a very poor vocabulary when I read books. So I have to look a lot of things up all the time. It's just who I am. Not a smart one when it comes to that didn't pay enough attention in school, obviously. But, um, you know, which is funny because I write and talk and do whatever for a living. So, are part of a living. And, but I think to your point, Elena, is 
hardship is a requirement. It's just whether or not you want to do it in spoonfuls or you want to do it in bucketfuls because life will give it to you in buckets, but you can give it to yourself in spoonfuls. So you never feel the, feel the buckets, you know, where the bucket may be a drip out of the bucket because you're used to it. You know, you've done spoon fed, you, you get numb to it a little bit or callous for lack of a better term, but it is necessary. Um, I don't know most entrepreneurs. I know you can build a business in two years compared to 10 years, like when we were doing it in the 90s and early 2000s and, and food service partners before the internet became such a tool on social media. But still, um, even in those two years, you, the hard knocks are there and you just gotta be willing to learn from it. And you got if you're doing it on social media, Elena, you know, I'm sure how much negative feedback did you get over the years? How many people criticized you or asked you what you were doing or or why you dress like that or whatever, I think it's probably part of the journey, um, I would guess for you as well. I think that you shared so deeply. So I'm sure our listeners will really appreciate and resonate uh, with everything with everything that you shared. I know that's definitely not easy to relive and walk everyone through, but hardship definitely gives you those qualities. We've talked about it so many times. Um, of a leader and help you, you know, refine those qualities in yourself. So just wanted to comment on that. First of all, I appreciate that. Obviously a little bit, that episode went a little bit um, all over the place for the audience, but I appreciate you guys listening in. Um, I think to take the conversation full circle, just to close it, Elena. So in terms of, building a business or a brand on social media, um, especially in this day and age where everyone, everything they do, you know, they post about. And if you're not really following what everyone else is doing, and in terms of following, I mean, doing the same things as them, you, you stand out. And anytime you stand out, you kind of cause people to turn and, and look at you and be like, well, what is she doing? Or what is he doing? And I'm sure you've experienced that plenty of times in your life, like you just explained. Um, but I think that, you know, in terms of using that hardship to really just get you the motivation to move forward um, and the motivation to continue pursuing, even, you know, despite what people may say, that is a quality that you have to refine to kind of not only just let things roll off your back, but to learn to embrace those, those sticks and stones people throw at you and, and build something with them. Um, and I think that is one of the biggest lessons people learn, whether they're starting businesses or brands or just trying to be a better person in general, anytime you do something different, anyone is going to judge you. Uh, and that's just, that's just normal. And it's sad that we live in a world like that because all you want to do is inspire people to be better. But when you start acting differently, you know, people start to feel not so secure in their life. And a lot of times the judgment, the hate, the whatever it may be comes from a place of insecurity within themselves. I think sometimes it's important to remember that whenever, you know, you are getting these comments, this negativity towards you, towards your brand, towards your business, whatever it might be. Um, and really just take those things and learn to use it as motivation to push you further. And I think part of the uncomfortability is we unintentionally hurt people. I don't, you know, I don't, it's not something we do on purpose, but when we're choosing an excellent path or we're choosing a path and we're leading even during the holidays 
you know, things can be uncomfortable when you're doing the right thing. Um, and things can be uncomfortable, you know, letting someone go because they're not doing their job. It's uncomfortable, but it's a growth, something that could be a growth experience for both of you. The person's not stepping up. Maybe they learn from and go step up their game. And it's for you to gain confidence in addressing things like this and, and things like that. So to your point, Elaine, I think a lot of it, I think a lot of negativity in my experience has always been people's own fears, um, their own lack of initiative to do something or the courage to do something. Um, and so, and it's also, you know, I think to your point, it can, it can often get louder, especially when you start uncapping your own potential where other people thought your potential was capped or they thought you couldn't excel them or, excel beyond that because you didn't do as well as them or you haven't done whatever and but jealousy is the greatest form of flattery so i think a lot of it is that but it is uncomfortable and i think by going through it now i don't even notice like i don't i mean i'll be honest like i'll get a negative comment I, it doesn't even last two seconds it's like psh, block delete adios you know i don't even care like it's social media i get freedom to speech, but it's my brand. I don't want negativity associated with my brand out, you know? So, um, you know, if it were food service partners and comments on food, I'd probably be a little more open to leaving it up there, but if it's towards me or towards whatever, and I'm trying to build positivity, the last thing you want is people trying to tear down everyone's building. Um, when you're trying to get a group of people to be positive. So I think there's that as well. Um, I think, you know, encourage positivity during the holidays. I think encourage positivity when you're getting negativity. And for me, um, listen, I'm a, I have a thing inside of me. It's a chip on my shoulder. I, I don't know if that's what you want to call it, but it's something that's there and it is fueled by that negativity. Um, for surely the fact that I like being able to prove people wrong. Um, so I've been able to turn it into something that motivates me. You know, I'm not saying everyone should do that. It's just based on my personality. It's based on I'm a little bit of a darker horse, um, you know, based on the things that we've discussed and the way that I lead. I'm a little harder. I'm a little more hard knocks. And so, you know, like I said, I'm a little bit of a darker horse. So I think that um it depends on your leadership style it depends on your past and certainly do not mimic me that's not the point of this leadership podcast the point is for me to talk you guys to hear it filter it through your own heads and then go out and do it the last thing i want is someone going well justin you said you did this and i went out and did the same thing and it didn't work and i have three employees pissed off at me like i know i know I, and i get it all the time and i've gotten in coaching and mentoring like this is not a literal thing this is Take what I'm saying, filter it through your own brain, your own experiences, your own glasses. And I'm giving you those things because I'm giving you guidance. And hopefully within what I'm saying, I'm providing a structure where you don't have to just fall off a cliff by a mistake. You still have an area where you guys can go lead within boundaries and make some mistakes. But don't do it literally know your audience. I deal with things differently. I'm a little bit harder with my employees. I built that relationship with them over time. You know, I can tell you that a lot of times if I get wound up or upset or personal or whatever everyone wants to call it, but I care about my business, 
and I'm just passionate about it. Sometimes people are coming from the corporate world, like, oh my God, this guy cares way too much about his work. Yeah, pretty much. It's my whole life, my whole family, all the employees, all the food on their table, all of that. So if you want to be a leader, get to know your employees, get to know what their families need during the holidays, because um, how are you going to lead people that you don't even know what they want? Because otherwise, again, it goes back to you're just leading yourself and you only have one client if you're an entrepreneur and that's you. And so, awesome. again, hardship is necessary to relate to other people. That's the most important. So be uncomfortable so you can relate. That's why sports teams bond. That's why running teams bond. That's why we're bonding over leadership. That's why, you know, you see the Colorado Desperados and um, the primal rock athletes coming together. They're all participating in some sort of uncomfortability in life and need support system. And that, and they'll be leaders because they're also doing it together, just like we are here through the Centurion Leadership Battalion. And as we've been doing with the Centurion Leadership Battalion for years now, and it was uncomfortable even to put in a leadership program at FSP because it had been a long time since we put in that type of change and that type of initiative in our company. We were so focused on growing, we forgot to focus on growing the people internally for a little bit. So. Well, I think everything that was shared today just ties into our message of becoming leaders. And you do have to go through those hard things to you know, refine your leadership skills and really just learn from them and, and build upon them. So I do appreciate everything that you shared and be sure to follow us over on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe and download our podcast. You can listen to all of our episodes wherever you listen to podcasts and we look forward to having you back. Thanks, Elena. Thank you everyone for listening in.